Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Okay, welcome to the Faith Live Sisters. Today we are talking about James 4, verses 4 through 6, and we were just talking um, amongst ourselves talk amongst yourselves um, <laughs> about like the last couple episodes and we just feel like it's just kind of flat and just heavy and it's like okay James thanks a lot these are big <laughs> things and they're heavy and we're just gonna even talk about more being friendship with the world which by the way this is not a good kind of friendship so no that's where we are it's kind of heavy and blah. Things you want to, things you don't want to think about, and things you don't want to acknowledge because it crawls all over you, and that's while it's good, it's still heavy. So, so, but can I just say something? I just noticed, like I, I came on hot this morning. I was, I've had four hours sleep, baby, and I'm like, um, just rah, 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 like that this morning. <laughs> but being in community with all of you has really lightened it. Aww. I mean, like, that's a really helpful piece is we can slide into this friendship with the world or whatever, but um, when we're in community with other believers, that can change. We can have an attitude change and just have more fun, mm-hmm. you know, and lighten up, I guess. Yeah. You're telling us to lighten up? Is that what you <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it just is talking to what Suzanne's talking about. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. These things are hard. Um, but we don't have to go through it alone. We don't have to do it without each other. That's right. So yeah. yeah. And it did occur to me, like as we were talking about this just in the last couple of minutes, like I kind of jokingly said, not today, Satan. But that's mm-hmm. the reality of it, is like we we're talking about these things and they are real things and they are heavy things. And we were just talking about like Satan kind of getting in and stirring up dissension and whatever, but at the same time that's not all he does. Like he can take what can be something that's fun and joyful and even these hard subjects and make them hard and heavy and like weight us down with them. Yeah. We don't have to let that be. So in all seriousness, not today, Satan, you don't get to <laughs> right. be in charge. And congrats to the people who are listening. Cause you made it through the two heavy days. Right. Now right. we're just going to have fun and talk about friendship with the world. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, no, no. It's ter- uh, no, 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 we aren't. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but thank you for making us laugh. That's cool. yes. yes. Well, Terry, why don't you read for us some of this more, you know, as we dig into all of this lightheartedness here, <laughs> which is not true. It's not lighthearted. Not at all. No, not at all. But thankfully, you know, we do know that, um, Things will get better for us. Mm-hmm. If we do the things that we should, there'll be some fruit and some some good stuff coming. Yeah. Okay, starting at verse 4 uh, through 6. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think the scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? 
but he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Can I just say, like, it just kind of struck me as funny that we're, <laughs> we're talking about, like, quote unquote, friendship with the world, right? And James just comes out guns a blazing, which he does. Mm-hmm. But you adulterous people. I mean, come on. I know. <laughs> I know. I, know. Yeah. Man. I mean, yikes. But I mean, I kind of catch his tone, though. Mm-hmm. It's that it's like it like smack you upside the head kind of is a mm-hmm. thought here. It's like, you're not getting this. I, I've said it for four chapters already. No, it's like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like he's saying how important this is. And so he's starting to use some terms that can really describe what the situation is. And he uses adulteress, which is like this betrayal, mm-hmm. absolute betrayal of a relationship. And generally it happens because it starts with pride. I deserve to have someone outside of my marriage. I deserve to get what I want. And the thing that that pretty, I don't think I've, well, I don't know, but people who um, have adultery, it's a shadow. It's not fulfilling. People who have had affairs, it really ultimately is not fulfilling um, in their lives. So... And that's what I think it happens for us when we look for all these things from God that aren't from God, mm-hmm. and we use those instead of God to fill what's happening inside of us. Mm-hmm. They're ultimately not fulfilling. Nope. Yeah. yeah. It leads you away from God. It takes right. you the total wrong way. You're not. You're just going the wrong way. Yeah, I don't think there's a person in the entire world. I don't know. That's probably not true. That's probably an overstatement that I just said. But I was going to say, there's probably not anybody in the world that's like, oh, yeah, adultery, have at it. It's awesome. This is so good for you. It's so healthy. I'm sure there are people who say (laughs) that. Maybe one or two like that, yeah. but You know, but as as the general rule, it is accepted that adultery is not healthy for you. It's not good for your relationships. It's not good for lots and lots of things. Uh, well, you know how we were talking the last time that um, that happened because we weren't intentionally paying attention to the battle mm-hmm. that was going on, um, and we have to be more mindful of that, of the battle that's going on and intentionally choosing God. This happens because we intentionally don't choose God. Right. So mm-hmm. now he's talking about the flip side of almost the same thing here. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point out that he says adultery and that it is applicable in this point because as the church, we are the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. Yes. That's and right. so it is that covenant relationship mm-hmm. and bringing someone else into that or stepping out of that with someone else then would constitute adultery really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that friendship with the world is the thing that we are stepping out with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's a good word to use. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. definitely gives an, an image, doesn't it? Well, mm-hmm. and God does, because we are the bride of Christ, think of all of the imagery in the Bible, even in the Old Testament that, you know, God spoke about Israel as His, right? Um, so in the New Testament, now we know that we are the bride of Christ. There's a lot of marriage analogy. Um, and you cannot be faithful in your marriage if you're, doing anything with anybody else outside of it. You know, either you're in 
or you're not. And I think it's the same in the kingdom of God. Either we're in that covenant relationship with Jesus or we're not. And um, I think the world would like us to think that, oh, that's not really true. You can kind of have one foot in and one foot out. Ride the fence. Um, But the reality is, if you want to have a, a happy marriage, you have to stay faithful to your husband. And if you want to have a happy covenant with God, you need to stay faithful to him mm-hmm. and nothing else can come between you. Yeah. you know? yeah. Just like in a marriage, you, you make a decision that you're not going to allow anything to come between you and your husband. You have to make that same decision. I think in your relationship with God, I'm not going to allow anything to do that. And we have to guard that jealously. Um, so, and then because there's also that verse where it says that the, the spirit he caused to live in us envies that relationship intensely. So God's not, he doesn't, he's going to guard it, us carefully, his relationship with us. And we've got to do the same. Yeah. So then how, like, what are some examples of, you know, we say friendship with the world. Like, what does that really mean? What is that? What are some examples of that and some like everyday things that we do um, where we are, in friendship with the world? Well, I think um, one thing that comes to my mind right off the bat is because we're women is, and I think women do it more than men. And that is maybe indulging in gossiping because that is so easy to slip into. Um, and, and it's, it's not good. It's in listed in there with the, the bad, really bad sins, gossip and, uh, so I think, you know, if we're going to indulge in that, um, I, I know a woman that is a huge gossiper and it's almost like if you don't um, have anything to gossip about, there's just really nothing to talk about. Oh, she doesn't have time for you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's no conversation Yeah, because you're not telling things about other people. I, I had a friend that she said, um, well, you can tell me that, you know, so-and-so won't care. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to say anything about it because that's their business to tell. Oh, come on. Right. I'm like, no, that's not my business to talk about. And this woman would could not believe that I wouldn't tell her. <laughs> I'm like, that's, it's private. If she wants you to know, she'll tell you. So. That's a good example of how to relate when there is um like the world is approaching you but that's not what you want to get down into it's just Mm -hmm. you that's a great example terry where you can just be like that's not my business to tell like if she wants to talk about it that's fine but that's not for me to tell yeah (laughs) but ask her about well no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no well and especially since she knew part of the story which is how she you know knew to ask me about it because she knew part of it and I'm like, I'm not filling in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Angie, back earlier, you said um, that the Holy Spirit, the, the phrase you were talking about, uh, where is it? But he, causes he causes to, yeah. to live in us, yeah. Yeah, tell us more about that. It, it, where he... Um, where it says to live in us... Envies intensely. The spirit envies yes. intensely, or he's mm-hmm. jealous. Some yeah, translations say that he's yeah. jealous. 
Yeah. Um, but that, I have a note that I wrote in my Bible. I heard someone say this a long time ago, that that's a yearning, that he, mm-hmm. he longs for that intimacy with us. And just like in a marriage, when you've established that kind of intimacy, you know, I don't want anybody else having that with my husband. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same kind of thing because I long for that intimacy with Dan. The same thing with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want anybody else to have that intimacy with us because that's his. And he longs for that. He yearns for that. And so he guards it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we think of jealousy like, well, I'm jealous and, and, um, and that's always got the negative connotations with it. But, but something that belongs to you, if you're guarding it, that's, that's okay to guard that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that we have to take the same approach. We have to long for God in a jealous way. I have to be willing to guard my relationship with Him from any outside influences that might um, come between us. So it's not a scarcity thing. It's more of a longing more of a longing for that intimacy that should exist in that kind of covenant relationship. Got it. Yeah. I'm just going to say something. So if the world comes and knocking, you say, not today, Dada. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing earlier. My granddaughter, um, when, when she first was learning how to talk, you know, we would always say, my husband in particular would say, give Dee a kiss, you know, give me a kiss. And she'd, she'd just look at him in her cute little way and she'd say, not today, Dee Dee. So that got to be our thing for a while. Not today, Dee Dee. <laughs> but you know what? That's that was fun and kind of light. But a part of that is we don't have to get heavy when heavy things come knocking. Yeah. We can just turn, say, talk to the hand. Yeah. You know, or do things. Yeah. You're not today, Dee Dee. You're not. Yeah. This is. It's like we can intentionally say, I know there's someone who's pursuing me. I know someone who's longing for me. I know someone that will truly fulfill me. So when other things get in the way, it's like, you know what? Not today, Dee Dee. Not today, yeah. Suzanne said yeah. that to the enemy. You're not getting in here today, say, not right. today. We, can, we, were, we have to have that intensity um, permeate our lives. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really important. A few years back, there was a great book out called Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys read it. But it talks about the great romance that we have with God. And I think sometimes we don't, we don't see it that way. This is the greatest romance we're ever going to have, this relationship with Him. Um, and just like when you fell in love with your spouses, um, they kind of consumed your thoughts, right? Every moment of every day, that's all you could think about. Everybody you talked to, that's all you could talk about. Wouldn't it be awesome if, if we really were that way with our relationship with God? That we let that love that he has for us consume us in such a way that that's the only thing that came out of our mouths and the only thing that we thought about all day long was was Jesus. Wow, those little romances seem really shallow now <laughs> compared to all that. <laughs> you know, um, regarding the um, God being jealous for his people, there's a um, quote by David Platt in our homework. Um, It says, God is infinitely jealous for his people, and he will oppose with divine force anything or anybody who threatens their good. God is jealous for the affections of your heart as a follower of Christ. 
This is not an insecure jealousy that's afraid you're going to find someone or something better, where there isn't anyone or anything better. This is a secure jealousy that seeks what is best for you by guarding your heart from adulterous pursuits. He tells us to run from the things of this world and cling to him in order to find all that we need. So it's like you said, Angie, um, he wants what's best for you by guarding your heart. Um, I like that, that, you know, he is well-intentioned towards us. Mm -hmm. And he knows that if we stray, if we're in love with the world and the things of the world, then we're not going to have the best life that we can have because he won't be the focus of things. And so he does, he wants the best for us, just like we kind of guarded our children as best we could, right? Right. From the things in the world that we knew would hurt them. Um, I think the father is very um, much working to guard us um, in all of our ways. Mm-hmm. He also knows that we will never, never get there. Fully, right? We're not going to get there. Oh my um, gosh. Not in this lifetime. <laughs> no. But Roman, in Romans um, 5.20, it says, Law was introduced in order to increase wrongdoing. But where sin is increased, God's grace increased much more. Yeah. So not only is he like jealous for us in that time, but then he knows like we can't do it and we're not going to live up. But he offers that grace. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in 4.6 here it says, but he gives us more grace. And so... That's, yeah. the more we sin, the more grace he shows. And that's not that's not a license to be like, oh, God's grace has got it. I'll just go kill right. someone. It'll be okay. No. Um, ultimately, God it forbid. will be okay. Right. That's what Paul says. God forbid. Yes. yes. But his grace is enough to cover everything. Everything. Mm. So when we fall short of that intimacy with him, when we fall short of clinging to him, when we fall short and become a friend to the world, then he still offers that grace to cover that. And to circle us back in to say, you're still mine. It's okay. Come back. So That's reassuring. It is. is. Yeah. It is. So when I've been binging on Netflix, (laughs) (laughs) his grace is there for me. Yes. Terrible, terrible sinner. (laughs) (laughs) Keeps me humble. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just like one more point on this too is um, it's like, in that last part where he talks about God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble, it's mm-hmm. kind of like that's what we have to do in parenting. We have to oppose our kids when they're proud and go, oh, I got this. I'm all over this. I have this figured out. It's like, nope, 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 you don't, you know. But then um, he gives that grace to the humble. It's because people who are humble can see that Netflix will not fill me. Yes. Right? People, yeah. when you have that pride, you think you've got it figured out. So God has to oppose you out of love. To help you continue to see the truth. And um, the humble people, people that are humble, are teachable. Yeah, They're they're willing to listen to God. People who are proud, 
they they are not teachable. They, they don't even they, know. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's important that we recognize how can you repent of something if you don't recognize that it's wrong? Mm-hmm. I think about me as a as someone who is an unbeliever. Honestly, God's the only one that could have pulled that one off. Like I was so <laughs> ridiculous. It's like I was so proud, so filled with stuff. It was like I had no clue. Once I came to Christ, I was talking to the pastor going, I don't know how this happened. Something's wrong here because this is completely not what my plan was. You know, and he's yeah. like, mm, got it. Just keep coming. You know, yeah, just keep coming. Like, yeah, it shocked me. I think that was a pretty good pastor. He didn't mm-hmm. he didn't shut you down. He just said, mm, I got okay, just keep coming. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. recognition that the Holy Spirit would have his way in you. He would work in you to bring those thoughts and those attitudes and those ideas um, to conform them to the image of Jesus. Yeah. And I absolutely think he took me off the leader list. So (laughs) I don't, honestly, I don't know that I ever made it (laughs) to the leader list, (laughs) which is good. That's good. Yeah. Well, Angie, do you want to close us out today? I would love to. As we have maybe looked at a few ways to be in the world, but not of it. Okay. All right. Father, we do come before you humbled by your great love for us, humbled, Father, that you want a relationship with us, that you view it as a covenant, like a husband and a wife, um, that you are jealously guarding that relationship on your side. Um, And Father, I pray that we will see that we need to guard that relationship on our side too. Lord, I thank you for your word because it does show us, I mean, this has been hard reading I mean, especially that first verse we read where James calls us adulterers. That's, that's pretty harsh. Father, help us to realize that this is serious business. Um, you know, as the Faithlift Sisters, we come together every week and we have so much fun. Um, fun talking about your word and fellowshipping with each other. But Father, we also know that, that we're not just coming together for our own um, pleasure. We're coming together, Father, because we feel called by the Spirit, to talk about your Word and to share your Word. So, Father, I pray that for everyone that's been listening today, that those truths that are here in your Word will have been shared in such a way that they can penetrate their hearts. To see that, you know, like Rosemary said, when she talked to the pastor, he didn't condemn her because she didn't agree with all the things that she was hearing. But he said, just come. And so I think that's, that's what Jesus is saying to all of us right now. Just come. Just come and spend time with me. Just come and be with me and let me work in your heart and we'll get it all figured out because I am in covenant with you and I am going to watch over you and guard you jealously. And if you'll even just give me a little bit of that same thing, we're going to get all the places that I have planned for you to go. And we're going to see that I have good plans for you and a good purpose for you and that your life will be full of joy and peace. And so, Father, I just thank you for that call that Jesus has on all of our lives to draw near to him. And I thank you for your promise that if we draw near to you, you'll draw near to us. And so, Father, we give you our worship, and we honor you, 
And we thank you again for the preciousness of your word and the preciousness of the relationship that you offer to us. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>